0: Hello there, and thanks for joining me on today's podcast. Helping children improve their behavior patterns. That's the topic for tonight. How can we, as parents and as grandparents, teachers, friends, pastors, youth leaders, whatever, how can we help children improve their behavior pattern? True, children often behave within a wide variety of behavior uh, spectrum. Many very good behaviors occur. Many behaviors that are moderately good. And obviously many behaviors that are not good at all and need to be changed and altered. We need to do something about them. Children don't just naturally come out with positive behavior patterns. And um, we as family members and as a home, as a family, do not necessarily teach all positive behaviors. Sometimes we represent and we give examples and we model inappropriate behavior patterns for our children, and they pick those up, and then they behave that way, and we wonder why. So how can we, as the leaders of children, as the models, as the example of children, help our children develop positive behavior patterns and improve their behavior patterns to become more positive? Obviously, family life is ever-changing and ever-improving and ever Uh, altering in some kind of way. It's an ongoing process, and we need to be part of that. We need to to play a role in that. We can't just kind of assume that if we're good parents for the first three years of life, everything will go fine thereafter. Or if we're good for the first ten years of life, everything will go well thereafter. Can't assume that at all. Kids change. Kids have influence outside the home. And kids have influence from their peers and from a wide variety of people some of which contradicts how you have raised them in their home up until that point in time or would like to raise them. So it's an ongoing struggle and it's an ongoing issue that we have to keep on top of as parents and have strategies in place to help our kids develop the appropriate and positive behavior patterns in their life. Well, let me give you just two strategies, okay, tonight. And uh, as we talk... Uh, One of which is what we call the family meeting, or the weekly family meeting, the come and talk meeting of a family. Often that is done around the table after dinner. Often that's done in the evening prior to going to bed. It might be done on a weekend. It might be done on a Sunday afternoon or whatever. But at the time when the family comes together for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes and talk, talk to each other. They think ahead, they plan ahead, they resolve issues, and they deal with things that are part of family life, good or bad. In other words, it's a time for the family to take stock, time for the family to be involved, time for the family to question each other, family to share with each other, and to build each other up. Family talk time, family meeting time is a critical way for us as parents use a strategy to help children improve their behavior pattern, It's not just a matter of minimizing conflict within families, but it's a matter of increasing the chance that family life will function as a unit, that the people in the family will be more communicative, more thoughtful towards each other. The time to develop communication skills, problem-solving skills, decision-making skills, and obviously cooperative skills with each other within the family. That's where it's built. That's where those skills are learned. And then they go out from the family and exhibit those behaviors and behave in that manner at school and at church and at home, in the neighborhood and and wherever they might be. And obviously they take it with them to the marriage. They take it with them to their job and to their career. This is where life starts. This is where life patterns of behavior start. This is where the good stuff in life start. This is where children learn the skills of pro-social, positive social behavior. It's around the table. You don't have a table maybe you should have one or claim one if you will. Claim a spot. but it's when cell phones are put away. Television is turned off. No gaming. No use of social media. This is where the family come together, eyeball to eyeball, face to face, talk to talk, and face each other and deal with each other and improve family life. Okay, now, how about an agenda? What do you do when you come together as a family? What kind of, what's the agenda? Let me suggest about five or six different topics that are important. And actually, I I recommend that these be the agenda for each family meeting every week, every other week, however the family gets together. Here's the agenda. Question one. Have there been any problems in school this past week that needs to be discussed and explained or understood? That's what you talk about. Any problems in school? If there are none, you move on to the next point. If there are some, you talk about them and deal with them and then move on to the next point. Here's the next point. Has there been any problem at home in the past week that needs to be discussed. Well, maybe in, within the home there's been some kind of a problem that developed between siblings or between parent and kids or between parent and parent. You know, this is not just for the kids. This is for parents as well. You're all part of the family. So have there been any problems? Okay, check it out. Discuss it and resolve them. And then move on to the next point. Number three, are there any activities during the next week that all family members must know about and participate in? In other words, what's the agenda for this next week? What's expected of the kids? What's expected of the parents? What are the go-to sessions or meetings or conferences or events or activities that are on the calendar that kids need to know about and family needs to know about to plan for and be ready to, to participate in? You know, when it comes to participation, obviously kids and family don't have to participate in everything. Sometimes there's activities for parents. There's activities for kid number one or number two, but not three, and so on. So what I come up with what I call our activities A, B, and C. There are those activities that are A activities. You must go. There's no choice. There's no option. A funeral might be an example. A wedding might be an example. You know, A school conference might be an example. But then there are activities B. It's important. It would be proper and right to go. But if it's not possible, it's okay. An excuse can be made. Legitimate excuse, an honest excuse. And then there are three activities C. Activity C. Activity C is are those activities that you don't really need to go to at all. If you want to go, it's fine. If you don't want to go, that's fine too. They're really kind of optional, very optional. So we have activities A, B, and C. And you discuss that around the table with the family. And you label your, your demands, your activities, or your schedule around those three points so the kids know that this is a required event to attend or it's an optional one. Okay, number four is this. Are there any activities or events that a family member would like to do during the coming week? You know, kids have choices. They have preferences. They have desires. They have plans. They have things that they would just would like to do. Sometimes with a the father, they want to do something. Sometimes with the mother, they want to do something. You know, sometimes with, as a whole family, they'd like to do something. What are those? Identify them and plan for them. And then number five, what are the areas of praise and accommodation that are needed to be identified, that are needed to be identified and discussed as a family? What are the areas of praise? What are the areas of accommodation? What are the areas of support and encouragement and praise and adoration and uh, recognition. They just need to be identified as a family. Kid number one did something unusually good. Praise him. Kid number two did something good. Praise that person. Kid number three did something well. Did Praise that one. Mother did something well. Father did something well. Grandma did something well. A friend did something well. Whatever it might be, whoever it might be, talk about it and get the uh, praise and the commendation and the accolade out there in front of them and just kind of celebrate the good event that took place. And then the sixth number, last one, I I like this one. Are there any areas of our relationship as a family that need to be improved during the course of the next week? You know, as a family, we sometimes have breakdowns. As a family, we sometimes blow it. Okay, what do we need to do as a family to bring ourselves back together, refocus, get back on square one? Be able to really build a family for the future. What are the areas that are needed to be addressed so that we function better as a family in the course of the next week? Okay, that's family talk time. That's family meeting time. That's time for a family to come together and just think together and work together and plan together and solve problems together and communicate together and learn to solve problems, learn to make decisions together and carry them out. That's the issue, to carry them out, to be a promise keeper, okay? Okay, that's one. That's one strategy to help kids improve. Here's a second one. Here's how you can help kids improve their behavior. Develop a strategy of of changing behavior, changing very specific behavior by following five points, five strategies, okay? You can't change behavior until you identify it. So what's the identified inappropriate behavior? Select it. Just one. Now, sometimes for a kid you can have maybe 25 inappropriate behaviors, who knows? But select one behavior pattern that you'd like to change. Identify it, define it, make sure you understand it, everybody, okay, in the family and and as parents. Okay, that's number one. Okay, after you've selected a behavior pattern, now focus on the alternative positive behavior. What is the alternative? Behavior? If you're selecting uh, the behavior of bedwetting, then obviously the alternative is dry nights. If you're talking about eating behavior, you're obviously talking about healthy eating or appropriate eating behavior, eating appropriate chewing behavior or appropriate food selections so that there's a healthy diet that's being eaten, not just a uh, greasy Spoon kind of diet, okay. If the behavior pattern is yelling, I'll call obviously you focus on quiet talk. If if you're trying to focus on inappropriate study behavior, they don't study after school, they don't do their homework. Then you start focusing on homework behavior, study behavior. In other words, whatever the inappropriate behavior is, you focus on the appropriate behavior. You you focus on the alternative, on the opposite. You get the kids to start focusing on what they do good and right and proper. Don't just focus on what is being done inappropriately. Okay, that's number two. Number three is, before you move on, achieve a stable improvement before moving on to problem number two. You see? Get a stable. And sometimes you don't get a stable behavior pattern until maybe two or three weeks or two or three months. But get that new behavior established, the appropriate behavior established, before moving on to another behavior pattern that needs to be changed. That's why I say select one and work on that one. Get the alternative, get the appropriate behavior in place and continue to work on it. Continue to stabilize it. Continue to make sure that it's it's well organized and well developed and routinely engaged in. Before moving on to another problem. And then obviously when you have good behavior. Celebrate all improvements. Don't wait until you have the absolute perfect behavior. You celebrate every little bit of improvement. Every ounce of improvement. Every small step of improvement. You celebrate every one of those. Because when you celebrate little improvement. You'll move towards larger improvement and your family will appreciate that, and the child will appreciate that. So praise small steps of improvement, and then move on to larger steps. And then lastly, just keep the rewards and the reinforcement going. Keep it flowing. You know, even if the behavior pattern has been stabilized and well-established, keep rewarding it, keep reinforcing it, maybe for the next year, you know, whatever it might be. But always remember that a child can fall back into an old behavior pattern if you don't keep it reinforced. So don't think that if you get a good behavior pattern in a week or two that it's going to stabilize. No, you got to stay with it, reinforce it, reward it, praise it, commend it, approve it, talk about it, enjoy it, celebrate it, on and on and on for a, an extended period of time and maybe for a very long period of time, to make sure that that behavior pattern becomes established. What happens a lot of parents is that they start a behavior pattern program, and then you get a little change, you get a little improvement, and then they quit. No, you have to stay with it and make sure that that is stable, that the new behavior pattern is stable. And then you can maybe withdraw and not have to focus on it quite so much after maybe six months or maybe after a year. So, if you're going to change a behavior pattern, commit to it over a long haul, over an extended period of time. So, there you are. Thanks for being with me in the podcast today, The Psychology Report. where We've talked today on improving the behavior of children in the home. Now, here's the deal. Tomorrow is Saturday, 10 o'clock in the morning. Join me on centralvalleytalk.com. Ten o'clock in the morning, we'll pick up our discussion under the program title "Doctor Teach Me to Parent." So I'll be on that program for an hour between ten and eleven. CentralValleyTalk.com. So, on your internet, pick up pick up the program and join me in the conversation as we look at behavior patterns with children uh, tomorrow, along the lines of which we just been speaking. How to help children live and behave appropriately and positively. So I'm glad to have you join me. Pass the word, okay? Tell others to watch. Particularly if you have a parent or a family that's struggling in their parenting, have them watch it tomorrow, okay? 10 o'clock, centralvalleytalk.com. That's how we do it, okay? And um, thanks for joining me tonight, and even pass this podcast on to somebody else that might need it or might benefit from it. You know who, who's out there. You know who... Is having trouble in their family life. You know the ones that have trouble with their kids that need to be improved, and the families that are asking for help. Pass this advice onto them. Pass this program onto them. It's a resource that you can recommend, you know, to others. So, anyway, thanks for joining me, and we'll see you tomorrow morning. CentralValleyTalk.com. Doctor, teach me to parent. Ten o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Bye bye.